0: And welcome to The Turning Point, a weekly show that's being created to help you overcome the challenges of having the career you always dreamed of. Together, we're going to be learning how to overcome those obstacles that may stand in your way. My guests will give you an insight into their own turning point and what issues they came across when starting their journey to a happier working life. Today's guest is Calvin Witcher. He's an author, teacher, spiritual crusader, we like that hope you wear a cape, uh, and has coached international teachers, doctors, therapists, and business professionals, and generally just individuals seeking clarity. So he's the man that will make you better. Calvin, welcome along.
1: Thank you so much, um, Daniel. I, I'm so glad to be here with your readers. Hello, everyone.
0: <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. So we might as well just dive straight in. Tell me, Tell me what happened before you got your cape.
1: Oh, before I got my cape, um, you know, that's a great experience. I actually, um, I'm currently in the uh, West Coast side of things, but before the, uh, I got my cape, I was on the East Coast, and I pretty much had a, a long stint in the restaurant industry. I, um, when I was in college, I started working at uh, McDonald's. I, I worked at a couple of restaurants um, in between that time, you know, family owned while I was at in Virginia. And then um, in the process of that, kind of worked my way up, did some um, corporate training with a McDonald's side of things. That was fun. Ended up going and owning my own restaurant in South Carolina. Um, and yeah, that, that was must have of, been fun. Yeah, that was really fun. We had um, we specialized in wings. So we had 31 flavors, <laughs> kind of like basketball.
0: Yes, that sounds
1: awesome. <laughs> and, you know, it's great if you are um, if you're not a vegetarian and and if you love wings. So it was good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so yeah, no, I would say life was really, really great at that time. This was um, around 2005, 2006. Um, we had the the restaurant. I think at the time we had two car two houses, um, and then we had several cars. Had a, a vacation home in Charleston, South Carolina, which was is my favorite place. Um, if you haven't been, you should totally go. It's it's fun. And um, yeah, I will say the uh, things were going great. I mean, obviously, it could have always been better, such as the nature of any entrepreneur, right? And yep. the economy started to really uh, take a dive around 2006. I, I know that many people are familiar with that uh, portion <laughs> of things. And so when it hit, we kind of started hitting with it. And literally, we went from um, having... I mean, really great income, traveling, um, having plenty of money into the, the bank account, owning my own business, to literally within what felt like days—I'm sure it was like weeks—kind um, of having to start over. And
0: wow, not quick. Yeah, it was very quick because
1: you know one of the first things when there's a recession or people trying to cut back they typically start cutting back on things like food because food is uh, or eating out, right? I mean, people have to eat, they'll, they'll die. But, yeah. but um, yeah, things like eating out, people tend to <laughs> <laughs> really get very conservative in that route. And so we were pretty much seen as a, a novelty in that regard. And since it wasn't a, a major franchise, like a you know McDonald's or Wild Wings, stuff like that, you know, the mom and pop, um, shops tend to really suffer a lot of times in economic downturns. So yeah, mm-hmm. we we went through that. That was a fun, fun experience. Um, what else on you that? Say <laughs> teeth. <laughs> say it again.
0: He says Sue gritted teeth that it was fun.
1: Oh, through gritted teeth. Oh uh, yeah, you know I will say it was definitely one of those experiences where when you're in it, it sucks. It's horrible. You want it to be over, but you know hindsight is 2020. So by the time that you look back, you realize like all the beautiful things that were,
0: yeah.
1: you know, really in play and in work there, um, that you learn to appreciate later that you can't really see while you're going in it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I ended up putting the restaurant up for sale. Um, thankfully enough, we ended up, um, unpacking that didn't make any money off of it, which was <laughs> great. But, um, by the time that, Really, the restaurant was going down and we were, you know, taking, putting so much money into it. Um, I want to say we were somewhere around maybe a hundred, two hundred thousand $200,000 in debt at that point. Wow. Yeah, it it's pretty crazy, um, <laughs> you know, to say the least, you know, because we did the, you know, all the typical stuff that sometimes you don't want to do, but you have to do, you know, remortgaging the house and yada, yada, yada. To um,
0: How to was really- that? That, that, that must have been frightening because sometimes, like, I've just got <laughs> married so, yes. um, for security reasons, we, uh, we basically just put everything on, uh, buy everything on a credit card so that we could, um, if anything went wrong because we're buying things in the future, uh, for in the future, if the company went under, we'd still be protected. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd put it, I'd, we'd put it on the credit card and then it'd clear it cleared off pretty much the same day. Yes. And I, and I, I never liked using it cause I was think, well, what if, what if, but I can't imagine something like that. I mean, that's just me. I, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep.
1: Oh, I'm telling you, um, well, it it was definitely a, um, (laughs) a wake up call because, you know, after we had, you know, really refinanced the house, you know, obviously we had credit cards. Um, we had a silent investor as well in the restaurant. Um, and again, before this, things were really going great, um, with the restaurant, no, no problems at all. And it felt like almost a bad dream where we're like, oh, wow, (laughs) this is really happening. Um, so, you know, we had, we had a beautiful house, um, at the time, we, you know, had to get rid of the restaurant. Um, you know, totally in, in debt at this point, and um, I had to look for another job. You know, a full time job, which was totally <laughs> not a, a fun experience to have to do. Mm-hmm. It, anyone that's ever gone through that knows how that is. Um, and then we, because we were, you know, time had really put a, a damper on our finances. We moved out of our house because we were in the process of really losing that into a two-bedroom apartment. And so it was really one of those experiences altogether that we felt like we were just totally losing our lives.
0: I mean, that's that's a lot to take in. You think, well, we're, we're going to sell the business um, and now we we might be losing the house. I mean, that's mentally straining. I mean, that must have been awful and really hard.
1: Oh, it gets better, my friend. It gets so much better. Are you ready for it? I um, I promise you I cannot make the story up. It's so funny. It's, it's a great scene and movie out of Hollywood. I um, So we end up getting rid of everything, um, you know, with the restaurant. We moved into this um, apartment. As far as that goes, I, I got a job working at a grocery store. Uh, a couple of months went by, not too long. I think it was like two or three months. And I ended up saying, well, you know what? It's so interesting. Um, I started really feeling this um, unction or this um, calling to move to um, California. Um, there's a whole other aspect to that. I'm trying to just keep it, keep give you the very short version of it, right? Um, I felt this really spiritual calling to move to California. So I said, okay, well, if this is really our new thing, our new phase of life to move to California, then, um, you know, I did all the, the prayers to the gods and say, okay, if I'm moving, <laughs> then I need money, obviously, to get to California. Because if you haven't figured it out, um, God, universe, and whoever else is out there, we have zero money <laughs> at this point. Um, and then two... Um, I just need some time alone just to, you know, heal from what's happened to you know, reset, reset my mind, the whole nine yards. Cause I mean, this happened all within the span of a couple of months and we never had a chance to really
0: catch just, a breath,
1: catch a breath, you know, cause you're in survival mode at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, literally this was, I will never forget this. This was a, um, Thursday that I, um, said this prayer, this thought, right. Um, on Friday at at the workplace, I ended up getting in a workplace accident and crushed my foot. And, um, oh, yeah, it was a funny, horrible situation. Um, it was one of those pallet jacks with the grocery stores that moves all of the, um, the groceries. Yeah. And I got my foot sandwiched in between two of those um, by accident. And so literally, um, one, I was in bedridden for about five and a half months. So I wow. got time. Yeah, Five and a half months? Five and a half months. We'll never forget it's crazy. that. crazy. And then because it was a workplace accident, I ended up getting a settlement uh, because of it. So the, the prayer the day before, which was money and time, both of those were really answered the next day. Now, again, horrible way to get it answered.
0: <laughs> but you got an answer nonetheless.
1: <laughs> I got an answer nonetheless. And, um, oh, interesting enough, what I didn't say is we were planning to move into our apartment on that Saturday. So on that Thursday, I said the prayer. Friday, the accident happened. On Saturday, we were slated to move, um, and my partner had to move everything pretty much by himself uh, at the time. It was just such a fun experience all around. It was hilarious. And um, yeah, so that was that was kind of my before um, the experience. I mean, and then I guess the... The fast track in that story was, um, you know, I had five and a half months of really thinking about it. We started planning to move to Los Angeles because we were like, well, you know, if we get to start over then, you know, let's go somewhere that we might have some fun and in the sun. So we <laughs> decided on Los Angeles, um, started making plans. I um, ended up looking for a job out here here in California, which is where I am right now. And then um, ended up finding a, a location to move, sent this girl $3,600 to secure an apartment And, um, fast tracking, we, you know, five and a half months went by, we started making the move, um, got a, um, didn't get a U-Haul. I made it, you know, I was, I was one of those guys that was like, you know, if it can't fit in the the two cars, it's just not going, we're just going to start completely over. Right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, made the way there. Uh, One of the cars we had broke down and rush hour traffic in Atlanta. That was great and fun um, and frightening. Then, um, lost a couple of days there and we were ended up driving and we're driving like 10 hours at this time trying to get to California. Cause I had a job interview coming up on Monday. Um, the car breaks down again and like two o'clock in the morning and I think it was, we were in Mississippi at the time, but it didn't just break down this time. It actually caught on fire in the middle of the wow. night, on the road. It is the craziest thing. We're driving all of a sudden the, it's smoke coming from the front of the, the hood, pull over, we're on the side of the road watching the vehicle, one of the vehicles, um, just up in flames and in smoke. I don't know what happened. I think it was something with the oil pan or something. It just was crazy. Um <laughs> and
0: now you've got now you've got one car's full of worth of stuff.
1: Yeah, well, thankfully we, we had enough time to pull everything out and we're sitting on the side of the road uh um, right. freshly mowed grass, soaking wet. Um, it's also raining at this point, cars on fire and we, this really is a Hollywood movie. I promise you, this is not a story that I made up. This is true life. And, um, and, but the interesting thing about when that happened, um, you know, and again, we're, we're not running off of hundreds of thousands of dollars in a bank account. We're running off of very, very little bit trying to get over here to California. Um, and granted a little bit of that money that we even had, um, like five or six thousand dollars of it had already been eaten up in moving costs, right? And um and it's around two thousand and eight at this time, and gas prices are at their highest, so it's you know we're living on faith at this point. So we're on the side of the street in the grass, middle of the night, cars on fire, um and it's raining, trying to figure out what the hell did we just do? Um either there's some divine inspiration here or it's just divine insanity. It just really is Mm -hmm. it's laughable. Um, and we started seeing these pieces of paper flying around and we started picking them up and they were, I guess it was someone that mowed the grass not too long ago and there were these scriptures or something there. And it was simple messages like, don't be afraid, just have faith. And it was the most surreal, um, experience at that, that time we couldn't have planned it any better. Um, and so anyway, we got to California um a couple of days later, and um all to realized that the thirty six hundred dollars that we had sent you know through Western Union that it was a scam, and um Ooh. us and three other people i think two or three other people had gotten um taken for the same exact scam um so this was july twenty second to um twenty two um two thousand and eight and it gets to the property management company and we're thankfully, somehow, long story, we got into the apartment. Um, They let us stay there, but we had eight days um, before we had to find somewhere else to live. We were really eight days from being homeless because by the time we got to California, we were, you know, we pretty much we had lost the restaurant, had lost the car, um, job situation had gone. I would just come out of, you know, an injury, uh, found out we got scared out of an apartment. By the time we moved into California, literally the bank account was like negative $2,000 in it. In the account literally um with no job and nobody knew we were actually moving to california not even my mom so and we didn't know anyone here in california um and now we're eight days from being homeless this is the best experience ever and um
0: my mind would have been like (laughs) collapsing on itself and just imploding at this moment in time that's a hell of a lot of stress to take in there's a lot happened in a short period of time right there
1: oh i'm telling you this is all within the span of six months that this all happened um, like start to finish from the time we, you know, the restaurant started to tank to the time that we got to California. it was, So you're talking about at least that year, that 2007, 2008 year was pretty intense for us, especially, you know, when you're, you know, when life's really good, you have lots of money, um, you know, you can buy whatever you want to buy for the most part. You can travel and do things when you want to do it too. Literally having no income, no job, no resources, no family, um Yeah, it gets pretty depressing really quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, on that side, just a thing.
0: little. Yeah, so that. So how how did you what, yeah. what was the driving force that we deal with that? Because that, that that's a know, massive amount. In that
1: the driving force at that part is I've always been um a really uh, a spiritually inclined individual. A lot of my work um, that I have done and that I, I do right now has always been in some form of spirituality. So that was really the driving force. I have just had such a history in um, maybe not radical faith, but just knowing that things work out how they should. If you just continue to be steady and move forward, and if you can just give yourself a few moments that you're not focused on all the horrible, tragic things that are happening, but just keep focused on your goal um things have
0: i think that's something uh, to take point sorry to interrupt there you right not focus too much on the bad things that are happening but focus on the long game and on the end goal which it can sometimes become clouded when there's a lot of things coming down you. i mean i've never heard a story of much sorry i'm gonna swear shit coming down on one person <laughs> like that but yeah it, it must have been so important just to say right i there is some light at the end of this tunnel and i'm going for that regardless yes
1: well yeah and that's really what it was I, and i Found it was one of those situations where you know if you can't control it you've got to really circumvent the process um if you know there are so many things at that point that we felt that we couldn't control um that you just have to say what can i control and then move forward and then i mean it's not really a hope for the best but it's really a do what you can do and then keep moving forward so yeah it's very interesting (laughs) to say the least um yeah, and I will say, too, when you don't have any other options, I have I found that people tend to be very, very resourceful um, in that regard. It's unfortunate that many people have to get to that point of mm-hmm. you know, scarcity or just you know tragedies or challenges to really think clearly. But um, it happens oftentimes with us. When our back is against the wall. We will do whatever we need to do to survive.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of the people that I've spoken to already is where – what forces the change is, is, is something quite horrific or tragic. Um, and the out, the thing that they always say is that often that sometimes the worst thing in the world brings out the absolute best.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, that's what it really was with me that kind of really kept it going. Um, well, you know, I, I would say pro- probably another aspect of that is uh, outside of the spirituality was my partner had also moved with me. So you have somebody else's life and existence. That's also <laughs> yeah. in your hands. Um, and then third, you all, I mean, you're also dealing with your own, you know, self pride, uh, that's on, on the line to your, you know, your reputation or however way you want to look at that. And you're like, well, is this what I want to be known for? Do I want to go down in history having succumbed to my struggles? And the answer was no, hell no, actually. So, um, you got to figure out a way around it. And, uh, yeah, it's good. And we did. I did. Um, and I will tell you the great part of that was, um, you know, figured it out within that eight days. And did not end up homeless. Um, came up with enough money during that time to, um, no, mind you, again, still negative $2,000 in the account. Did not have a job um, at that point. This was a Sunday that we, yeah, Sunday we figured this out. And um, I think I went for an interview on that Monday. They ended up offering me the job on that Wednesday. So you now that was great. I mean, a, a great relief, but you're talking about even within starting a new job, you're not getting any money coming into easily two to three weeks.
0: Well, yeah, because you've and got to get back into the cycle, haven't you? You've
1: got to get back into the cycle. So um, what I ended up doing was um, really doing several partnerships, um, really making, looking at my own personal inventory and resources saying like, what do I know how to do? What can I do? Which would make me the fastest money possible. Mm-hmm. And so, really, at that time, I um, knew a friend that had just moved to California maybe about a year or so ago. I said, Listen, I know how to do photography. I know how to do web design. Um, I know how to do consulting. I can do all those three things right now that are really fast. I can get a website up in a day <laughs> or a couple of days, anyway. <laughs> um, I can get some photos done. I had a camera. I, I, I literally called my friend up and I said, Listen, I know you have the resources to make this happen. You just started a new business um let me come i'll be your consultant i will be your photographer and i will build your website here's the amount of money that i need um for that and i need to come and do that i will drive to you but i need to check in hand same day (laughs) and literally that's how thank you please thank you please um i'm gonna like really not be friends with you if you say no (laughs) (laughs) serious then so i would say that was one of the things that we uh,
0: certainly a serious situation really we have to say that
1: yeah so that was one of the biggest things i did and then um i found a couple of other um smaller jobs that i did exactly like that in between that standpoint and it literally just worked out and um, yeah kept us from being homeless <laughs> uh, so
0: the faith, faith came through
1: i would say faith and a lot of hard work <laughs> um and hustling um yeah I, I would say that's just how that process works um, yeah. A lot, not a lot of um, faith when you have a lot of, you know, your own things that you can do. And I'm a big proponent of that, too. I'm not. A, yeah. uh, I don't push faith a lot because a lot of times people push faith and intuition and gut reaction in a sense of really not doing their part to contribute to their own success and fulfillment. So um, I generally say, like, listen, faith is really good when you've come to the end of what you know and it helps to add <laughs> to that and kind of give you that extra boost. It's kind of like motivation. I mean, motivation really doesn't do anybody a look of good. Um, it's a good spark, but motivation is like, you know, giving you the, the process and the success that you want. It just makes you feel good. Face is yeah. kind of like that. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> That that's That's certainly one way. <laughs> To get across a country,
1: <laughs> you know what—that is actually one way to do it. Um, not one way I would suggest. Say
0: <laughs> if, I, if I wanted to do that, I'm going. That's not the ideal approach I'd take.
1: You know, it's not the ideal approach. Um, uh, and I will say I wouldn't recommend it. Now I say but that I,
0: you wouldn't. I, I don't. From what we're saying, I don't think you change
1: it. You know, I I, I wouldn't change it, uh, Dan. And I will say because I learned so much through that process, I really did it. Um, it didn't kill us. It made us stronger. It is, it puts things in so much different perspective. I will tell you when, um, especially when you have the, the, the luxury of convenience. It's so funny how we work, um, you know, psychologically and even our our pathology as as human beings that oftentimes, um, and and I've just found this with my own life. I see this with my clients that when you have the benefit of convenience, oftentimes that's what causes a lot of the challenges because we analyze and we overthink our, the process into really not make, you know, into inaction. And we do not make a move as quickly as we can. Um, I I think convenience sometimes brings a level of cloudy, cloudiness to it. Um, because you're think most of the time, people are thinking of all the ways this could go wrong, and that's their focus, and they try to hedge their bets around all the bad things.
0: Yeah, it takes away the drive, I think, as well.
1: Absolutely. It takes away the drive. It takes away the focus. It takes away um, your initiative, and, and it puts a lot of energy into, oh, my God, you know, what if, what if, what if? Um, so I would say, you know, looking back now, I mean, there are some ingredients I would, I would still take from it to say I would absolutely do again. And there's some other things I would say, you know, can we not have that whole experience? <laughs> so, you know, for instance, you know what? I wouldn't send someone $4,000 through Western Union again <laughs> to, <laughs> to secure an apartment, you know. But, you know, we were in, you know, it was a crisis mode at that point. I was just, we call it our flee in Egypt yeah. moment. We were just trying to get the hell out of, you know, Dodge. We just, we we're just done. You know, um, but as far as making quick decisions and just, like, we sold everything. And I think that's great. You know what? Just... If it can't go fit in the car, just get up and go. Don't don't allow things that you can replace to be an excuse to hold your progress and success back. Absolutely. So, yeah, there are some things with that um, that I've absolutely have learned, um, and it's been invaluable. I, you know, the other thing too has been extremely valuable. Uh, I wouldn't change either. Is to not tell any, anyone. I will say that was probably one of the strongest things that we did that I absolutely um, contributed to our success. It, it's um, It's an interesting thing how sometimes when we communicate things to people, oftentimes um, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people don't have um, a good support system around them. So when you have those communications of, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business, I'm thinking about moving across the country, or I'm thinking about doing this, a lot of times people look at that um, through their own filter (laughs) and through their own fears. And so then you're met with a lot of criticism and judgment and second guessing. And so I would say we didn't get that because no one knew about it um yeah, it was so, like
0: this is happening catch up bye yeah it really was
1: i mean literally my mom did find out until all the smoke settled i had a job we had an apartment things were pretty lined up and then i said oh yeah mom by the way a month ago we moved to california and here's how this happened <laughs> <laughs> you know same thing with our friends like literally no one knew that we were
0: how did that go because if i did that with my mom whoa <laughs> they you
1: know,
0: I would not go down very well i'm
1: I look at it from this standpoint. In the, the heat of the moment, at least with my my family, friends, there's nothing they could do anyway. They couldn't send, yeah. you know, provide any money. They they didn't live in the area, so they couldn't provide any, you know, knowledge or understanding about what to expect moving to California. None, none of our friends really had made a cross country trip like that. So, it, it really, other than encouragement, that would have been the only thing they could give. But you know, here's the other side. I also know my family and friends and. That's not a forte at the time that um, they would have had. That, that's not a skill set they were really strong in. So um, I knew what that was probably going to be. And really, I looked at it from a standpoint of what do I need? What do we need? And we need either people to, to be extremely encouraging. And if we could count on that 100%, we, we would have done it. Um, otherwise, silence is actually more supportive at this point. Yeah. Um, because we were, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, uncertainty even with us. I mean, faith aside and gut reactions aside, there was a lot of uncertainty and, you know, we didn't need to add to that. <laughs> so it's good.
0: So you made it surprisingly one piece to, uh, the West coast.
1: Yes. And yes
0: how did, um, the things that happened across that trip and what you had to do when you first landed there, how did that sort of bring, uh, to light, uh, what you do now?
1: Oh, that's you know that's great. So I will say, um, it brought to light a lot of things that I do right now. Um, and, you know, and I transitioned on with a couple of jobs in between that time because you know I needed to, as far as to survive. So um, I was a director of a fitness, actually executive vice president of a fitness franchise. I was a um, director for a another franchise during that time as well. And uh, during the process of that, I ended up going into what I I currently do now more full time. Um, I've always had an operations mindset. Um, I've, I've always done that in several different industries, namely the restaurant industry. Um, I've been an entrepreneur, had several businesses. Um, one of which I mentioned before. And then, um, like I mentioned, spirituality has always been the, the running foundation and running theme of my life. So I combined those aspects together, um, several years ago into my full-time endeavor, which is what I do now. So I am, um, you know, spiritual and intuitive, um, counselor. I'm an executive life coach. So, um, yeah, I will say my, (laughs) interesting enough, my biggest thing is I help people find clarity in the midst of change, challenge and crisis. And,
0: um, I mean, you've had a lot of things force finding clarity on you. I mean, it's sort of one go. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, (laughs) It's certainly inspiring and in thinking – I was listening to you tell the story and I was thinking, what, what, what's coming next? How much more can this guy take?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it's a, I, I'm working on a book right now. Um, hopefully, it's going to be done in a couple of months where I actually break that experience down. Um, and it's really tangible principles um, that we did during that time because, again – when you're in it you're not knowing what's happening but after the fact i'm like okay this is why this worked this is why this worked this is why i thought like this so i'm actually putting it into a really st- structured mm-hmm. mindset right now it's really fun um but yeah uh, i took that whole experience and again obviously the experience of my whole life because my experience um has always been a um, a strategic one I, you know i grew up in the projects and, and poverty or, you know around drugs and all that stuff and into where i am now um and so I would say my whole life has really been uh, this whole moving momentum of fulfilling my life purpose. So I am, I definitely understand what challenge looks like. <laughs> um, I understand <laughs> what crisis looks like, um, whether you put yourself into it or whether you, you're kind of thrust into it by circumstances outside of your making, right? Um, and then sometimes it's just a matter of change. Um, I work a lot, a lot of my clients, they're not necessarily in a, it's not challenging, it's not a crisis But they're just in the midst of change and I call them transitions where I'm in one space and I'm moving into a different space. And how does that look? Um, Who do I want to be and become during the process? Um, A lot of my clients have family. So then how does how does where I'm going affect other people? Um, And I found that most people really just need a a clear, neutral voice to help them navigate that process. So a lot of what I I think is a um, differentiating factor with me is. Um, I say I provide that neutral voice for them. Um, I can see where they are. I can provide a level of clarity without judgment, and then because I'm not attached to necessarily the results. Uh, I mean, I am because I'm working with them. So I, you know, obviously, if they succeed, I succeed. But mm-hmm. I'm not um, emotionally attached like yeah. they are. So it, it's it's fun.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's kind of what uh, it's kind of what you gave yourself. Yeah, you know what? Because it's very, what you, that's what you, that's like you said. It's what you didn't have, and sort of silence was what you needed. But because you were doing all you were doing all this self motivation, the problem solving, and everything all on your own, so that's kind of you're you're using the experience that you've had and giving people because it's, it's they're not going to get the chance to speak to somebody of the similar mindset or to have that uh, be able to have that conversation with somebody who's not going to be emotionally attached. Right. Absolutely. Because everybody's friends or family, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. And, and I would say friends and family have a place. Um, friends and family are typically going to come from more of a safety standpoint than a, if you will, a supportive standpoint. And I think that's something that most people don't really understand. Your friends and family are always more concerned with, are you OK? You know, and yeah. so a lot of their focus and filter is coming from that standpoint. But any most entrepreneurs know this. You know, entrepreneur is not a, a, necessarily a safe route. It, it's a lot of risk. There's a lot of faith, there's a lot of strategy involved and at every turn, I don't care if you're going from zero to a hundred thousand or a hundred thousand to you know five hundred thousand. you know there there's a movement and momentum that's being built at every stage and no matter where your experience lies, um, you're constantly you know tweaking things, exploring different aspects, you know different ways of acquiring clients and you know, going into different ventures, even within your business. Um, And a lot of times your friends and family just don't even have that skill set to offer you support. Um, So a lot, I mean, put them in the category of what what is good, which is, you know, hey, I just need someone to tell me it's going to be okay, (laughs) which is family and friends can do that. You know, let us know if you need anything. Let us know how we can, you know, really encourage you doing that process. That's great. But if it's about the forward projection and, you know, trajectory of, of your life mm-hmm. and business, oftentimes friends and family just aren't the ones to do it. Again, unless they're peers in the same industry. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, that's kind of the, what the, the base purpose of this podcast is, um, is by speaking to people who've gone through this, this big change and allowing them to pass on the knowledge that they've got in order to sort of give people the confidence to move forwards. Mm-hmm. But you're doing that on just a much more advanced level.
1: Oh, you know, yeah, and, it's, and I would say it's so fun. Uh, and again, oh,
0: yeah, th- <laughs> th- that's that's the next thing we're going to get. At. It's so awesome to talk to people who've come from all these ways of life. They've got nobody's got a story like you, man. Trust me, that no other people I've spoken to <laughs> yet. Um, but you, you get to learn so much about them, and a lot of the people I speak to have often said, "Wow, I didn't I, I, like after we finished talking. Or, like I really didn't think I'd go there." And They've even said that to. People who've been on the show as well that know each other said, I didn't think I'd go there and be like, yeah, well, I I know somebody actually said, um, I've actually learned something about me today because I don't talk about it. And this was, they had, they've had a good life and done a lot of different things. It was was kind of an eye-opening thing for him. So on a, especially when it comes to sort of career and and life at the same time, it must be awesome.
1: You know, that's absolutely, um so important and you're right it is awesome and i love that you said one of your other um you know people that were on the podcast made that comment of they learned something new about themselves because and to me I, I, you know people have a different way of translating this but to me those are all spiritual experiences and i just mm-hmm. think spiritual experiences are those aha moments that or those signs that lead you
0: closer to your goals um, I mean, for me if i was to learn something new about myself i think that was probably one of the biggest things to happen ever yeah, yeah. Because you are you are yourself, and so therefore yeah. you should know everything. But if you surprise yourself, then wow, you're on the way to good things, or certainly a good change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I t- always encourage people like, listen, you need to talk about your experiences because you'll experience exactly what your other, um, you know, um, interviewee said, which was like, hey, I learned something about myself. I call that an anchor. So, um, so as far as like practical, tangible things. Um, I'll often encourage people that, hey, when you're about to make a major decision in your life, especially when you feel like you're not, you know, adept or skilled to make it happen, I always say go back in your past and, and just tell yourself, remind yourself of uh, some other experience that you had where you felt the exact same way, where you thought you weren't going to make it. And I say that's an anchor because when you start moving forward and you're on the, you know, the ship and the winds are coming and the waves are going and you feel everything is chaotic – that is the one thing that will help anchor your your soul, if you will, that anchor that process. Um, when you can look back and say, you know what, um, all the things we went through to move to California, me moving across state, we're kind of okay. <laughs> we yeah. I think we're okay. You know, I don't have as many clients this month as I want wanted to. I think we're okay. You know, uh, I think we can find a way. Considering the last yeah, time. Because-
0: you've had to grow and at one point you'll have had maybe one or two and you still did all right so absolutely. if you've got 10 or 15 but it's I've kind of got three less than last I'm still at sort of 7 or 10 so absolutely. you're still doing good
1: absolutely absolutely so it, it it's a fun experience so um so n- yeah, now I get to work with um various clients you know some of them which are um you know barely finished high school to some that are, are millionaires um and, and you know, again, what I do is more of a holistic or integrative practice. So I mix a little bit of um, spirituality with uh, business, economic strategy side of things to just personal development. Mm-hmm. And um, it's fun because I look at even my my coaching um, practice, you know, and, and counseling practice that, listen, it's all your life, whether your life is expressed in business, whether your life is expressed in a, a marriage or with having children or just you by yourself it's all your life and how you show up in one place is how you show up everywhere um so i I just take that approach with my practice that says you know what sometimes my clients we're dealing with just personal issues and then sometimes Mm -hmm. we're dealing with hey you know i'm looking at starting a a new product and we're dealing with a product launch (laughs) um and, and it varies it just depends on where they are at the moment and then i I feel like I'm a partner with my clients. I'm I'm very integrated into their life. Uh, I know exact all that's happening with them. So I think it provides a, a great level of clarity because I can always see, um, you know, I can see how they're going to show up at any given time during the, the course of our, the programs that I work with them. And that's fun. They don't feel like they're by themselves. And I feel like I'm um, a part of the journey with them. It's really exciting. I
0: would imagine that sometimes you probably even know more about them than their partner.
1: You know, I will say, uh, not <laughs> probably seventy to ninety percent of the time I do, <laughs> uh, because sometimes I, it's their dynamics that their partner is bringing to the table that I'm helping them work through, yeah. but that not that they're not sharing with their partner, or maybe their partner, um, and they shouldn't, because I'm a, I'm a big proponent of your partner is not meant to. Um, be everything to you. yeah. Um, and I teach that a lot when I'm working with relationships that, you know, take the stress off of the relationship by asking your partner to be everything for you. Um, you know, I, I call That's it I defining fair. the relationship. You know, you need to define the relationship you have with your
0: spouse. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> in the, in this whole transition, I'm thinking post uh, Armageddon trip uh, <laughs> to where you are now, what would you say the biggest, uh, the biggest thing that you had, what's the biggest issue that you came across? the biggest issue was it defining what you do was it getting the clients what what was it
1: you know what um being okay being okay with not knowing that i would say that was the biggest thing is being okay with not knowing <clears throat> and um excuse me i have found that with even my clients that tends to be one of the strongest things that we work with with them is that the clients always want certainty i think most people want certainty Mm-hmm. Um, everyone wants to know if I do insurance. Isn't it? it's an insurance it absolutely is When someone starts a new like, for instance I come out of the franchise industry you know people in the franchise are like well if I give you hundred thousand dollars to start a franchise can you guarantee me that I'm gonna get clients can you guarantee me I'm gonna be in business for the next five years if I get married can you guarantee we're not gonna get a divorce everyone wants certainty and so uh, that's one of the first areas I work with clients on is saying listen Use me as an example. Use my pri- pri- you know, previous clients as an example to say, be okay with not knowing, um, but also be okay with saying you will know as you go through the process. Cause, um, so I, I try to try to break things down really um, easily with my clients to say, listen, you're not understanding, but you have signs through this whole process that are indicating that you're on the right track. You, you're just not seeing them right now because you're too attached to it. Yeah and that's okay, you know? And Yeah.
0: yeah. I always quite like to, uh, sort of finish on quite an upfront, uh, question. And it's simply, I mean, yeah, things you said, yeah, things pretty good, uh, sort of pre, um, sort of world economic downturn, uh, and things are good now. So was it all worth it?
1: Absolutely. And, um, not that, you know, I'm, I'm, crossing my finger i'm putting an x over my heart i am just going to cancel this out i would not change it and i would do it over again if i had to quite honestly it was absolutely worth it to um to go on where we you know uh we were in 2008 to now i mean we have uh, a four bedroom house like 7,000 square foot lot um we've got four boys now you know when we get that process we didn't have any kids i
0: mean that that sounds like hard work i mean (laughs) a, a car trip this must be harder I suppose it could be worse could be four girls
1: oh yeah yeah. (laughs) this is absolutely (laughs) true so you know we've got um four boys we've adopted um you know I have several clients um that are all great that are seeing great results um business is great um honestly it life's pretty good I, I have two books at the time of this podcast I'm working on the third book right now um so yeah I would say and all of that I contribute to just not taking things for granted, not wasting time. Um, if you have a good reaction or faith or intuition, whatever you call it, I, I'd say, listen, go for it, do it, um, figure out things as you go. There'll always be something to figure out. And so if I had to do it over, do, uh, yes. If do I regret it? No. Was it worth it? Absolutely. <laughs>
0: do, do you know what, Calvin? Just hearing how you speak and how you've told everything since we started talking, you just sound really happy, man. You just sound happy
1: you know i i am I'm, i think that's a big thing and not that things are perfect i mean i can literally i can list you uh, several things right now i just thought of five even when i'm as i'm talking like yeah this could be better I, i'm totally not happy with this particular situation right now um but is it perfect no but it's absolutely um fulfilling yeah right and that's why i try to uh, look at with my personal viewpoint and definitely with my clients is try to pull the, the cons. I think success is a very elusive and very abstract word. So I try to uh, work with my clients and say, you know, do you feel fulfilled in the space right now that you're doing and what you're doing? Um, does it provoke a level of excitement, um, in you? And if it does, you're on the right track. Um, but if you're feeling intimidated, um, scared, stressed, that's a really good sign that, you're not walking in your own truth and you just need to shift gears and it's okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy <laughs> at this point. It's like it, Good. Yeah.
0: So, um, such a fascinating story. So where can people find out a bit more, a bit more about your story? So, I mean, everybody's, we're all on social platforms, aren't we? But more importantly, oh, yeah, yeah, your absolutely. website. Absolutely,
1: that'd be great. Um, so they can go to calvinwitcher.com. That's C A L V I N W I T C H E R.com. Oh, actually, you know, I, I could have given you the shortened word. They can actually go to calvin.tv. That's a lot easier, too. Um, and then, I mean, really, we're on all the social media networks. So, Facebook.com slash Calvin Witcher, Twitter, you know, slash Calvin Witcher. Instagram, I think it's calvin.witcher um, as well. Oh, and then YouTube. I have a lot of you know, videos on YouTube. Um, they can, you know, and on my website, they can sign up to my newsletters. Um, I've got several programs right now. I mean, it's that a are,
0: no-brainer for me.
1: It's a pretty no-brainer. So it's pretty simple. <laughs>
0: yeah. Calvin, I can hands down say that's one of the most fascinating life stories I have ever heard.
1: You know what? Thank you very much. I um I thank all the readers or listeners um for tuning in. I, I hope that story is um, doesn't scare you too much, but it inspires everyone. And I'm glad that it um you know was <laughs> intriguing for you, Daniel. And um uh, yeah, I, I will say just keep on moving. That's my you know my encouragement to everyone. And do what incites you know inspiration in you. Every interaction in your life, always ask: Is this bringing me inspiration? and then if it does keep doing it and things that are intimidating you try to you know massage it and do things that are, pull out the best parts of you so yeah, yeah it's been fun <laughs>
0: that's solid advice people
1: mm. so that.
0: Calvin thank you thank you thank you so much that was uh, that's been great
1: thank you my friend for having me on I appreciate it and uh, we'll definitely keep in touch
0: yeah man so that's it for this episode of The Turning Point as ever I've been your host Daniel Moore and today's fantastic guest has been a Calvin Witcher